Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, you said something that's provoked quite a bit of really great conversation in our workshops and Zoom meetings, and you talk about Zoom as a transportation system, which Mm -hmm. is a very intriguing way of talking about Zoom. So tell us, what do you mean when you say Zoom is a transportation system? Well, a lot more people are using Zoom, and which industries has it affected most? It's affected transportation industries, Uh, you know, daily commute in your car, public transportation, and also airlines. So my sense is that, you know, it hasn't really, I think, noticeably in a way that you could measure it, replaced communication systems. Not that anyone talks about it, but they certainly have talked about, you know, I don't fly anywhere anymore. We don't drive anywhere. So my sense is that Zoom, if you really want to get a handle on what Zoom is actually doing is that it's providing instantaneous transportation. And, you know, we have Kate on with us, who is our manager for these calls. And there's you, Shannon, and there was me. And all three of us were somewhere else until at a certain point on the clock, we said, oh, we're going to be together. And so we're in another place. So we got instantly transported. And I find that the people who think about this as a transportation system actually are much more creative about what you can do with it than the people who say, well, it's kind of like a phone call. You know, it's video conferencing. It's like that. But I said, no, this isn't video conferencing like some other things that I've seen, which are really incredibly boring. This is really interesting. You know, the screen is beautifully clear. It's as good as any television that I've ever seen. And the sound has worked out extremely well, but it's very focused. It's a very focused medium. So I've been developing that and I gave a historical example. And I said that in the United States, when the transportation system, they wanted a transportation system right across the country, because before the railroads came, if you wanted to get to San Francisco, you had to take a boat and go all the way around South America and come up the other side. A long trip, dangerous and uncomfortable. So they put in the railroads and here in Canada where I am right now, that was something that really unified the country was actually putting the first railroad from Nova Scotia on the East Coast to Vancouver on the West Coast. And it was a railroad and it unified the whole country. Same thing happened in the United States. And they had two main lines. One went from Chicago on the north and it went across the northern states and it ended up in San Francisco. And the southern one started in St. Louis and it went all the way across and it ended up in Los Angeles. Union Pacific on the north and Southern Pacific on the south. And to put a little incentive into the railroad to do this quickly, the government gave them free land so that on either side of the tracks, as they're going north, they would get 100 yards or they get a quarter mile of the real estate that was next to the railroad. Well, everybody knows that the most valuable real estate is next to the transportation systems. You know, in Toronto, if you want to know where all the Real estate development is it's near the subway stops or it's the major intersections or the major off-ramps of the highway systems. So 
people said, yeah, but what kind of real estate can you grow around Zoom? And I said, well, what other things can you do and attach this to Zoom? There's all sorts of software programs. There's all sorts of things that you can do with Zoom. And there's a lot of marketing, different kind of marketing you can do with Zoom. So my sense that to really, really think about this and give it a visual, something you can visualize is think that basically what each person is doing is creating their own global transportation systems, you know, and you can do it. It's one-to-one. It's actually suited, custom designed for you. What we're doing here is a great activity that we've been doing for years, Shannon, but not being able to be in the office together in our studio in the office, we've done Zoom and we've got a much better microphone system and sound system. And I think that we've acquired ourselves here, a instant transportation system. Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is something. It's actually for the early science fiction books wouldn't have really, would have almost forecast, but it didn't look like it was real. And I think that's a really, to my mind, again, I always appreciate your perspective, Dan, because it means that if anyone wasn't taking it fully seriously or just simply looking at it as an enhanced phone call or something like that, all of a sudden it's like new, this is a whole other way of communicating. And you've talked in a previous podcast about how things are shifting and people are now able to act local, but grow globally and reach globally. And that's because of this incredible functionality and capability that we all, Mm -hmm. most of us now have with regard to Zoom. It also means you're going to take things more seriously. You know, you're going to make sure your setup is great. You're going to make sure your background is attractive. You're not going to blow it off. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to just wait to get back to Mm in-person. Obviously, I hope to get back to in-person too. But it means that really you have to include this whole new bandwidth and really think, you know, what can I do with this new transportation system? Where can I go that I couldn't previously go? Mm -hmm. You know, for us at Coach, I've done two presentations, primarily an Australian audience and one with a primarily Indian audience, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. That isn't something that we really would have done much of before. But now because we've got virtual workshops, this makes sense. And now we can have a much more global reach than we ever could before. Mm -hmm. So the places you go, I think, is a really exciting way to look at Zoom. Yeah, I think that uh, there's the instantaneousness of it, uh, but there's also the choice of where you want to do it from. Mm -hmm. I think one of the probably unpredictable, but I think it's going to be profound changes is how it actually changes the physical real estate system. And my sense is that things are going to get more spread out Mm -hmm. from real estate. It's no longer necessary for you to do business in New York, to live in New York. We have workshops in London, and we have clients I like to see from Great Britain, and it's no longer necessary for me to fly to London. I would fly to London and be there for personal reasons, pleasure reasons, but there's no attraction for me going there for business. Probably I've seen my UK clients a lot more since this happened than I ever did before. I'd see them once a quarter, and we do a lot more frequent contacts with Zoom And I see them and I've had more one-on-ones with them. Yeah, but it's instantaneous transportation. And my sense is it doesn't have to be much better than this. I was talking to people who are deeply involved in the high technology world and they said, well, this is nothing, you know, in the future. Where you are will be like an actual office and people would be, you know, sitting at a conference table. And I said, yeah, but 
why would I want to do that? And they said, well, that's a real business meeting. And I said, yeah, but I never liked actual real conference rooms and actual real board meetings. So I said, why would I want to reproduce them electronically? Why would I want to do that? And I said, besides the electricity it would require, the energy it would require would be extraordinary. Why would you do this? This is good enough. And Dean Jackson and I, we have a podcast series which was called The Joy of Procrastination, but we changed the name on the third anniversary to Welcome to Cloudlandia. Okay, so the cloud, you know, being the electronic medium. But I can never figure out where is the cloud, you know? I mean, does it fill up? What is this cloud thing? But sort of thinking of Zoom as sort of like a railroad system, but it's instantaneous. I find it's easier for my brain to do. The cloud never made much sense with me because they seem insubstantial. You know, the clouds are not really someplace you can really get your feet on. But thinking of Zoom as a transportation system, you think differently about what would you do with it, except the real estate is infinite, the amount of real estate that you can build around it. But I think where there's major intersections of various capabilities that are exponential capabilities will be a lot like uh, major intersections on transportation systems, like certain cities were the hubs for you know, many different railroads, they all came into a central place. And I think you'll see that with Zoom now. And I think Zoom kind of has it. It's almost a verb now, even though people might be using a system from another high tech company, everybody calls it Zoom. It's like Google, you know, well, there's other systems besides Google or or aspirin or Kleenex has now become. <laughs> yeah, Xerox. They've got the word now. And the, and the person who has the word is actually in a much stronger position. And the other thing is that they haven't screwed up. I don't know what it was like inside that company for them to grow 37 times in six months, but I bet they really had to be hustling to make it seem normal. They did. I mean, they had the small hiccup at the beginning when some people hacked in, but they immediately, I think, took every single one of their developers and put it on security, and they've done a spectacular job of that. Mm-hmm. And they had some new enhancements just come out, so they've really, really done it. They probably have an artificial intelligence program that picks up anytime someone says something nice about them. So I suspect that what we just said is going to be recorded at Zoom. I hope so. These people <laughs> said nice. This guy's got a really interesting idea about what we are. <laughs> it's true. We're actually an instantaneous transportation system now. That's cool. Well, Dan, there's a couple of really interesting thoughts that have come out of this for me. And one of them, you know, in our last podcast, you talked about, you know, as a society during the pandemic, we're training with weights, right? So we're getting stronger. And you also talked about constraints and how they really you know, force creativity. And it's interesting because I think there has been a constraint with existing transportation. And now that we're in this new transportation, new things become possible that weren't before. So we're not going to get on a plane, most likely. If we do, we have to quarantine when we come home or something like that. We're not going to go other places because people probably won't be in the building anyway. But it's interesting to me, like now we can actually realize where some of our structures or mindsets or ways that we're used to doing things like being in a boardroom We can dismantle some of those things that really, as you said, weren't that much fun anyway. I love that we have way far more frequent contact with our clients, with our greater strategic coach community who aren't necessarily in the program. We're just able to be out there a lot more. It's easier, Mm -hmm. it's faster, it's cheaper, it's all of those things. And 
people are a little bit more themselves. You know, you get yeah. to see them in their homes. You get to see them dress a little more casually. Guys have grown beards. To me, it's really fun to see the more authentic connection. So I think formalizing it and replicating the old doesn't make as much sense anymore. I know I certainly have been feeling that. And I know some other people are too, at least from how they show up. You know, there's a certain level of professionalism you still want to put across, but there's actually in a lot of cases a much more genuine connection in this type of transportation than in the other one. Well, yeah, and so you've removed all the hassle of the in-between, you know, that you're doing whatever you're doing, and then at a particular minute, you're instantaneously transported. There was a speaker at a conference on Friday, which I ordinarily I would have been in Phoenix, and that would have required a whole day of my time to get there and a whole day of time to get back, but here it was instantaneous. And he was talking that he has major engineering firms, and he said, no question, productivity has gone up 300% since Zoom came in. And he has offices, you know, all across the United States, at least. And he said, it's like they're in the same place. And I said, instantaneous transportation, you know. And you're only there in that place for the reason that is there, and then you can be someplace else. So mm-hmm. I think the impact of communicating this way, of doing teamwork this way, is going to be very profound. And it's happened so fast. So many people have adjusted so quickly that I think that it'll take five years to see how much that this has really changed things. But I think that the impact is profound. I agree. Dan, just one closing question I thought about. So when anytime there's a shift in communication technologies, like radio to silent films, then silent films to talkies, and then, you know, now we've obviously got video or from, you know, railroads to roads, or if you extend out a highway, there's always been some people who've jumped on, you know, and really taken advantage of and won. But there's also often some people who have not made the transition or gotten left behind. So I would just love to get your take on who's really going to be the winner. Well, obviously, the airlines have really taken a hit. As a matter of fact, this was about three months after the pandemic put people into lockdown, that they took these market cap, that day's market cap, which was the value of the company, the seven biggest airlines in the world, and they added them up. And that day, the market capitalization for Zoom was bigger than the seven airlines. I can see a lot of them not coming back. They just weren't that financially profitable before. And I think that they've been shoved off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And even when the successful ones come back, I think they'll be operating differently. I have a sense that It's going to be more and more like the quality of service that you got in the 1950s. They're going to have to raise their prices because they'll have fewer people and there's going to be a lot more luxury. I always said that the airlines could get away with a single marketing strategy and the strategy was we're not happy until you're not happy And that one, they could hit 100% because it was certainly kind of aggravating. It wasn't just aggravating, but there was, you know, the security that went along with it and the long waiting and the very, very uncomfortable circumstances that you had to be in. And I think we got numb to it because you had to do it. But I think that 
once you didn't have to do it, you realized how much you disliked it. Well, I had that experience on my very, very, very last trip, March. And I'm pretty neutral. I travel a lot. I have all the things to make it easier and I'm used to it, whatever. But it actually went from neutral to irritating. I was like, this is really not fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I had a colleague who traveled not that long ago and she said pretty much, I don't know if it was customs or security. Two of them were talking, they looked up and both of them vied for her attention because the airport was empty and they wanted someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said it was by far the easiest travel she has ever done. But you have to show up early and you have to go through. They take your temperature and everything. But a higher quality of service and people do that, you know, it did get very much like a mass thing. And then I think there's also some people who are going to transition to this medium well. And I think some other people probably will find it challenging. I loved it. And I had been using Zoom for five years anyway before this. So I'd been doing a lot of work with it. And I really liked it. What wasn't true up until recently was there weren't all that number of people you could do it with out in the world. And then in a remarkably short period of time, all of a sudden, the whole world was trained on it. So, you know, when I look at Strategic Coach over the coming decades, this gives me a very clear idea what's at the center of the instantaneous transportation. And I think if we're not thinking in maximum utilization of this and we're not thinking brightly about our future. Fabulous. That's a great prescription, I think, for everybody. Dan, thank you for your take on Zoom as an instant transportation system. It's a great way to contextualize what's happening. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon.